0: In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. is the time here in the... KSL Newsroom, when I was a congressional aide, you walk around the halls of Congress and in the Capitol building itself, and you see quite often tour groups making their way through, seeing the sites, uh, standing, taking their pictures next to the statues. Sometimes those tours are led by members of Congress themselves. If you have maybe some sort of special relationship with the the congressman or woman, or maybe if uh, there's a staffer, uh, you know who you know can connect you with uh, with the member of Congress that you can get uh, a a personally guided tour from a member of Congress. Uh, Utah's Rob Bishop. Uh, you know I worked for him for a number of years, and he has a reputation uh, which came from him uh, in the evening times uh, giving incredible tours of the Capitol building. Sometimes, sometimes if you're lucky, you could get on a uh, what they call a dome tour. Where you are, with special permission given by those in charge, uh, you can uh, be accompanied by a member of Congress. You can take the stairs up and go all the way to the top of the Capitol Dome in the rotunda. And if you're very, very lucky, you can get all the way to the top uh, and you come out onto this. Uh, this walkway of sorts, and look down uh, the, the the hundreds of feet down to the ground and it's it's a very special tour. Uh, the reason I share this with you is that it is not uncommon for members of Congress to give tours and that practice that practice has led to some suspicion on the part of a, a lawmaker in Washington as uh, as they saw. Certain tours, they claim to have seen uh, certain tours being given uh, to those who may have participated in the next day's uh, storming of the Capitol, if you will. And there have been accusations of reconnaissance tours; they're calling them. The accuse the accusation being that members of Congress themselves aided in, uh, you know, familiarizing some of the violent protesters with the facilities of the Capitol uh, to get us a, a better understanding of these accusations and what's going on in the investigative efforts on the part of uh, of those you know, empowered to do so. We have ABC News correspondent Andy Field joining us on the line. Andy, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks so much. Uh, you, you did mention the one congressman, uh, congresswoman uh, Mickey Shirell, a Democrat who saw this, but she's not the only person. They have 30 other colleagues. Have signed this uh, petition. Some of them had worked uh, and, and served in the U.S. military and were used to reconnaissance uh, missions and uh, noticing suspicious behavior on, on, on the part of folks. This is this is unusual for a number of reasons, and you, you are absolutely right. There are in normal times there are many many tours of the of the U.S. Capitol, uh, but in the last nine months, not so much uh, because they have severely limited access to the public in in the Capitol. In fact, the, the few times I've been there, uh, and I have a past to get in there as a, as a member of the press, uh, there were no tours. In fact, they had canceled tours of, of the Capitol because they were worried about spreading COVID. In, in fact, there were many times where even members of Congress were holding hearings remotely because they didn't want to be together in the same room. So this is, number one, one of the reasons that this was so unusual. And the other part was that these people were being led on tours to places that you normally don't get led on tours to. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez's office, there's our car, you know, that's her office. Why would you be getting a tour of that in a place that's pretty remote and not even necessarily in the Capitol building? They had, she's in one of the side buildings there. So because of this, and it's, it's almost unthinkable that this could possibly be true, that members of Congress would participate in an insurrection to take over their own body. But there's enough suspicion here right now that they want an investigation into it.
1: You mentioned 30 lawmakers. Uh, are those 30 lawmakers in addition to uh, Democrat Representative Mickey Sherrill are, are, are they claiming to have? That is correct. Uh, are they claiming to have witnessed tours of the nature described uh, by Sherrill Or are they simply calling for an investigation based on her claims? Uh,
2: they are more than just uh, this uh, uh congresswoman's claims there are a number of other members of congress who saw the same thing and wondered why is this happening here but there are 30 people that have signed on to it it says uh, i've joined more than 30 of my colleagues in requesting an investigation into the suspicious behavior and access to visitors in the capitol complex on january 5th the day before the attacks mm. so you know i think every american would hope that there is absolutely nothing to this uh, because if there is, then we have a much deeper problem than just people attacking the Congress from the outside.
1: The the other day, there was a, a briefing delivered by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, along with the acting U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia. During that briefing, it was stated that these investigations that are carrying out right now are not limited to members of the public; that all are uh, subject to investigation. Uh, are there any names yet associated with the, the claims uh, of this uh, New Jersey Republic or this New Jersey representative, along with the, the thirty lawmakers signing their names to the letter?
2: They they have not released them, but they have given them to investigators because again, you don't want to make a public claim against sure. someone that's spurious. Uh, unless they actually have the evidence and the goods on it. You know, they could be indeed an innocent tour that's like, hey, these folks came to town, and I was going to give them the tour. But, uh, again, because they had restricted these tours and told members of Congress not to do these things, that's indeed why this has raised such a big red flag. There's another issue, too, and and I didn't realize this, but lawmakers can keep loaded weapons in their own private offices on Capitol Hill. I never knew that before, but I found that out. Uh, What they cannot do is carry that weapon with ammunition in it through the Hall of Congress and onto the floors of the House and Senate. Now, this has never been an issue because people go through magnetometers and they trusted that members of Congress wouldn't actually do this here. But now there are famously a number of members of Congress uh, who are saying, yeah, we're going to carry our weapons with us at all times to protect ourselves, including on the House floor. Uh, There's a woman from Colorado who's a new congresswoman. And they've now put up uh, metal detectors at the doors of the House floor, uh, per the Democratic majority. They're saying everyone has to pass through it. And there are a number of Republicans who are refusing to do it. They are walking around it. and They're just literally the party of law and order is deciding to ignore law and order in their own house. Mm. So uh, Nancy Pelosi is proposing $500 uh, – uh, I'm sorry, not $500 – $5,000 fines and up uh, that will be taken directly out of their pay if they – used to comply with these new security laws.
1: The, the practice typically is that uh, staff members, members of the public visiting both the Capitol and their respective House and Senate office buildings, they pass through those uh, those magnetometers, the metal detectors, and members of Congress typically identified by the pin on their lapel or uh, on you know whatever piece of clothing they are wearing, or just because they happen to know the Capitol police officer uh, charged with guarding that entrance, they often... They, they, they historically have not been subject to uh, the the screening that you're describing and uh, the change now. That's correct. The, that is correct. The change now being that they are required as per uh, rules handed down by the Speaker. Uh, and I, I was unaware of the fine. Five thousand dollars is the is the fine now. Should they? Should they? Well,
2: I don't know that I don't know that they've passed it yet. This okay. is a proposal she had. But it's see. gonna. It has to be voted on by the entire house.
1: Fascinating. Uh, well, listen, I don't want to take up all your time. I'm grateful to you for uh, the insight and the information you've shared with us. Again, Andy Field, ABC News correspondent. Thank you so much. We'll speak again soon, I'm sure.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having
1: me. righty. Uh, quick break here, and when we return, we're gonna shift gears pretty dramatically. This morning. One of the first weekly press conferences delivered by newly sworn in Governor Spencer Cox alongside Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson on the COVID-19 pandemic and the progress Utah is making to combat it. They, they said a lot. I want to share with you some of it next on Live Mike. How are we doing as a state? What's the report? That comes next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.
0: I'm Dave Cauley.